0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back. If you missed earlier the show, Ben Davis was on with a fascinating scenario in which Reese Hoskins would leave the Phillies. Uh, They would re-sign Gene Segura for third base and Alec Bone would move to first. We're going down to the San Diego baseball meetings at 9.30 with our Todd Zalecki to find out what's next because that Trey, Thomas, uh, Trey Turner thing was just the beginning, or what could be a very active uh, offseason. Yep. we got that coming up, but on the line with us right now is a man who puts all of it into perspective like no other. He is a brilliant columnist at theacquire.com. Works right here at WIP, our friend Mike sealski Hi, Mike. Morning, Angelo. So, Mike, I read your column where the game that the Eagles played against the Titans shows they are a potential Super Bowl team. And then I found out from ESPN that they are not. So I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to find out who to believe here. What was so impressive to you about the game against Tennessee?
3: The manner in which they won it offensively. Uh, the fact that they had run roughshod over the Packers the week before for 363 rushing yards. And then come back and have Jalen Hurts throw for 380 uh, and three touchdowns against a team that's regarded as one of the toughest in the NFL. I know it's been said before, but it bears repeating, it looks like the Eagles can beat you any way you want to be beaten. Uh, and as kind of the cherry on top, they tied up the two loose ends that had had everybody worried for them, you know for most of the season, their run defense and their special teams. They were much better in both of those regards, too. And actually, if you look at their numbers over the last few weeks, they actually have been better against the run in a lot of respects. So to me, it took them from being a team where you would say, Boy, the Super Bowl is a possibility to, okay, now the Super Bowl is a reasonable expectation.
2: Mike, do you think
3: that the team
2: as a whole has taken on the very modulated personality of Jalen Hurts? They seem very calm. They seem to be handling these challenges easily.
3: Yeah, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to the fact that they still have plenty of terrific leaders in that locker room who aren't Jalen Hurts, guys who have been through it and come out the other side guys like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and uh, some of the other guys in that locker room uh, that we all know uh, but I think Hertz is a big part of it you know I was saying this to somebody yesterday Angelo there, there wasn't a play in that game Sunday where you kind of closed your eyes at what Hertz did and thought oh no that's a bad play yeah. I think we got accustomed to seeing that from certainly Carson Wentz and other Eagles quarterbacks over the years and Hertz. To to kind of put it simply, Hertz doesn't do dumb stuff. And I think that goes a long way uh, to explaining why this team is 11-1. and
2: That is so true. What is it like to write about him, Mike? I mean, he seems very uh, uh, kind of uh, – he's got a wall up. It's really hard to get through. What is it like to to try to get behind that?
3: Well, I think that there are certain topics where he lets the wall come down. Uh, My colleague Jeff McClain did a terrific piece about Jalen earlier this year talking about – the Eagles legacy with black quarterbacks, and Jalen was up on that topic and knew it well and was happy to talk in-depth about Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham and Donovan McNabb. And I also think that Jalen is like a lot of athletes where if you show him that you've put the work in to ask what hopefully is a smart question, he will give you a detailed, smart answer. Uh, you see guys act like that a lot where you have to show them that you've put in the work uh, you can't just walk up to him and say, "Hey, how's it feel to be eleven and one?" <laughs> You've got to show that you're watching the games and and understanding what's happening on the field.
2: Damn, that was my first question. If I ever <laughs> get him on, uh, I'm I'm really curious, though. Uh, what does Sirianni like to cover? Because I'm noticing now, Mike, the answers are very elaborate. Uh, what, is he evolving? Is he changing? What's What's going on with covering the coach?
3: Well, they're long. And they can be elaborate at times, but I also think that that he's tending a little more towards being uh, a little more protective and a little more guarded in some ways. You know, he he cuts off questions about injuries very quickly now uh, without expanding those answers. Mm. I think he's just a naturally talkative uh, person. He's a people person, I think, at heart. I think you see that quite honestly uh, when he brings his kids or his son up to the podium uh, or the the dais with him after a game, as he did after Sunday's game. Uh, but you know that you can be talkative and not say a whole lot, and sometimes Nick can do that. Sometimes he's very revealing. Sometimes he says a lot, and you read the transcript or you listen to the tape, and you're like, yeah, there's not really anything there I can use because it's not all that insightful.
2: <laughs> Interesting. All right, uh, should am I falling into a trap here with this ESPN thing, Mike, where they're, they're basically – they reported yesterday that a team of analytics guys are saying that the Cowboys have a significantly better chance to go to the Super Bowl than the Eagles despite the records. Am I, I mean – is that a way? Is there any analytics that would actually indicate that, or are they just trying to stir stuff up?
3: No, I don't think they're trying to stir stuff up. i think I'm sure there are analytics that show that, and actually you know that game on Christmas Eve uh at a t and t stadium is still going to be pretty important because if the cowboys keep winning uh and the eagles lose a game or two if that if let me put it this way, Angelo, the cowboys seem to hold most of the tiebreakers against the eagles, so if the Eagles come out of that game on Christmas Eve, with the same record as the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to be ahead of them in the division. Now, you know, they're not there yet, um, but it's possible. And so, look, the NFL has become a league over the last several years where the best team in the conference doesn't necessarily get to the Super Bowl. Look, we saw it last year, right? The Bengals and the Rams got hot at the right time, uh, and they made it to the Super Bowl. The Eagles lost their starting quarterback in 2017. They were a different team from the one that had that had gotten off to that great start in the the number one seed in the conference, and they got to the Super Bowl. So uh, there isn't a measure of unpredictability to all of this that I think it's reasonable to say, hey, the Cowboys are a factor. Are they a clear-cut favorite over the Eagles? Yeah, I find that hard to believe.
2: Yeah. All right, let me get to the the, uh, Phillies for a couple of days. When I hear 11 years and $300 for a baseball player, my head spins. Uh, have you been able to tune all that out now because there's so many of these contracts like that?
3: Yeah, look, the Phillies aren't really paying for 11 years of Trey Turner here. They're paying for five or six years of Trey Turner here. And the reason the contract is 11 years in length is because that cuts down the average annual value of it. So you're not paying him $40 million over six years. You're paying him you know, $30 million over 11 and that allows you more flexibility in the here and now to try to improve the team and, and build it into one that can win a World Series. So I don't look at this and say, oh, my God, Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million, that's insane. That's the market value. Uh, you know, The reporting has borne that out that the San Diego Padres, I believe, made a better financial offer yeah. to Trey Turner. And all the Phillies had to do was get close because he was so interested in coming here. Isn't that interesting?
2: And that leads to my last question. Listen closely because it's a trick question. <laughs> Who do you think is a better GM in our city? Um, Howie Roseman or Bryce Harper?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, you know, Harper's presence is helping the Phillies out a lot. It really is. Huh. And it's, it's kind of cool to see Philadelphia in baseball becoming a destination place. And I think Harper and the changes that the Phillies have made over the last few years uh, have allowed – Philadelphia to become that kind of place.
2: Incredible that his name has brought other people here. It's incredible. Mike, great stuff as always, Mike. Don't miss reading him. He's great every day.
3: Mike Seals, Angela, can, I, can I, can I, yes. can I, before you cut me off, just one yep. quick plug here. Yep. Yes. Uh, Wednesday night uh, at Publer's Kitchen and Tap in Bridgeport, 630 to 830. Len Mac now is hosting the Philadelphia Sports Holiday Gift Extravaganza. Ray Dinger is going to be there selling his books. I'm going to be there selling mine. Zach Berman from The Athletic. Charlie Manuel will be there. It's going to be an awesome event. If people could make it, it that would be terrific.
2: Say it again. We're exactly where it is there, Mike.
3: Uh, it is at Puddler's Kitchen and Tap, Bridgeport, 3 DeKalb Street, 630 to 830
2: p.m. Sounds like a terrific event. Mike, thank you as always. And Mike's got a great book out on Kobe Bryant. Ray Didiger's, oh man, he's got several great books. But the book he wrote called Unf- uh, A Finished Business. Yes. Is phenomenal. I saw
4: the piece that NFL Films did on him. Yep. It listen, NFL Films does great thing, and they had it. They had a great subject matter.
2: It's phenomenal. It is. Really I have is not good. seen it yet, but yep. I'm looking forward to it. They only put it on after midnight.
4: Oh, you DVR it. That's I, it's
2: bizarre that they did that. But Jake is up from Collingswood,
5: and nobody knows the Phillies better than Jake. Hi, Jake. How's it going? I'm telling you, I am so psyched. I was sweating out some of this like Dansby Swanson talk and all of these rumors swirling around, but the guy that we had to have, we got, and I, I, I'm just uh, I'm I'm off the charts about this. I really am.
2: Well, wow, he is. Uh, he brings. You know what I'm going to do here, Jake. Just hold out for a second because you might not have heard this, and I want you to hear this. John Hamm is a big, big fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. And they put together a hype pitch tape to play for Trey Turner in an effort to get him here. And you will now hear all you need to hear about the newest filler. Listen to this:
6: Trey Vance Turner. A true superstar in today's game. This guy does it all. He can run. He can throw. He plays elite shortstop. He hits, he hits for power. Trey Turner makes the game of baseball more fun to watch. He's who you pay to watch play. Every sport has those types of stars. The greatest athletes of all time, they have their own style, their own substance. I think we all know Trey's. It's the smoothness of his game. It looks effortless, but it's actually just efficient athleticism. These are qualities that will age like fine wine. Take Jerry Rice, Steph Curry, these types of athletes and body types combine to form durability and longevity. Beyond the historic numbers and highlights, most importantly, this guy is a winner. He's been a world champion and been to the postseason five times in seven years. He's a leader. He brings it every single day.
5: How cool is that, Jake? Is that hey, cool? Or cool off you off I, 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 are you kidding me? Past the Kleenex to the people in St. Louis.
2: You
5: know what I mean? I swear. Yeah.
2: But you do th- you think we ended up with him because Harper's his friend, Jake?
5: I I think that plays a big part in it. I you know I I have to think that uh, you know a, that he was you know uh, completely unaware of what was happening at Citizens Bank Park with those packed houses and uh, and you know uh, this fan base is so charged up now that uh, you know it, it's just. I, I can't wait to see what Dombrowski does, does next. All right, Jay.
2: Really, I'm, what do we do with Turner? Is Turn our leadoff hitter now. We move Schwab, down in the lineup. What are you feeling?
5: I think, yeah, I think there's, uh, there's there's time to tinker with that stuff, but I mean that's kind of a that's kind of an obvious move, kind of right out of the gate and everything. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, yeah, you know, I don't know where Ben Davis is coming from with this. Get Gene Segura to play third. And move Boom the first. I don't see that happening. No, because no. Quite frankly, the this the one thing about this team they still have this like family orientated uh, 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 kind of uh, approach about things. And Hoskins is a, a popular player. Does a lot in the community, and I think that goes. They they, they, uh, you know, they, they put a high value on
2: that. I think so, I but I don't like him. Jake, uh, I don't GNC like him on to the be field. Popular. We'll I don't like him on the field, Jake. I don't like him on the field. He strikes out too much, and he's an awful first baseman. You
5: see, he's a terrible, terrible first baseman. But if you think that's bad, move Sh- uh, are over to first base. <laughs> he is frightening. All right. Frightening.
2: All right, Jake, give me a funny woman. A funny woman? Yep. Has anybody said Tina Fey yet? Yes, they said yes. Tina Fey is the Les Johnson.
1: So far, we have Tina Fey, Ellen DeGeneres, Wanda Sykes, Betty White, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Carol Burnett, Lucille Ball, Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, oh, is it Mommy Marbles, what's her Moms name? Mabley. Mabley. Moms Mabel. Moms Mabel. Moms
2: And What is that? It's that's that's a fine, Moms fine Mabley. comic of many years ago. Jake, who you got? I
5: got
2: Imogene Coca. Imogene Coca. Who? I think she's older than Mom's Mably. Wow, Jake's never been heard around. Of that person. Jake had to have the same reaction. i Emma Jean. I won't ask him if it would be inappropriate. I swear to God, it's never happened to me before. I hear 11 years, mm-hmm. and you know what I think? I go, Oh my God, I'll be dead by the end of you that concert.
7: You'll be dead. You'll be what? 82.
2: I will be 83 years old. When that contract's over, I will have diapers on or I'll be six feet off. Why
4: do you think you're going to be like that? You're not <laughs> making
2: it to 83. No, I'm not making it to 83. No Johnson's, chance. A Jones, a Jonesy's right. You're when a huge tall man.
1: people don't live that long. Dad's 87. You should be asking Gail this question. No, but Gail.
2: <laughs>
4: no, just, had her choice, she, checks, tomorrow. she checks his
1: eyelids every morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she actually does. She, she even puts a mirror under my nose. <laughs> Two, two so one, up. and then I <laughs> hear like a sigh of sadness. Oh. Still here. Your alarms going off. W I P. All right, 924. we get the hot seat in a second. But, Josie, I'm running into a little problem at home what do we got my family. What do we got? Because uh, he is reaching my son, who does not listen to all of the show every day, that I have made some uh, inappropriate remarks about the sport of soccer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves soccer. He and his loves. Kids play. Yeah. He coaches it. My grandkids, the twins, they play it. Yeah. And he said, he called me uh, yesterday, he said, Dad, what are you saying about the World Cup? And I said, I don't think I said a bad thing at all. Not too uh, bad. i right? have been
6: okay. And right? now
2: I'm going out of my way to find good things to say, to ingratiate myself with the family. And Clifford W. Lentz on NASA goes, I think he's going to help us.
6: Okay. Because <laughs> he
2: was saying to me, Cliff, you were saying to me, that yes. you missed the game that eliminated uh, the U.S. where they played the Netherlands because you were watching something in NASA.
8: Yeah, they uh... – Astronauts on the uh, space station did their second spacewalk in two weeks, and mm. they're installing the new solar, the IROSA solar panels. These are roll-out solar panels. Mm. They don't completely replace the ones that are on there, but they're uh, a step up in technology. In fact, All right, so hold
2: on. Yes. So you were watching these guys come out of the space hatch and
8: then install solar panels. Yes, well, the pregame came out at 6 a.m., so it was an hour before they actually You
2: got out. up early to see them analyze before they did it. The panels.
8: Yes. How many hours? How many
2: hours was the uh, installation?
8: It was seven hours installation. Seven hours, five minutes, and there was an hour pre and an hour post. All right. In the post,
2: they analyze when they put this panels up. Yes. So that was nine hours total. Yeah. So you watched. You started at six, (laughs) and you were done around three in the afternoon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I would now like to say that the soccer would have been more interesting (laughs) than that.
7: Cliff's been known to stare at Uranus for.
2: (laughs) No, Please Cliff. don't get him oh, God. All right, Cliff, <laughs> hold on. Cliff, you <laughs> be better by now. In the in, in this nine-hour
8: period, yes. like, what was the the wow moment? Well, the, what was the, the thrilling moment? moment? It's always when they open the hatch and they first like, go out because they're they're looking up at the Earth because the the station is. Uh, Overlooking. So,
2: I, uh, that, my thrill of that day is opening
8: a hatch. Well, because they're working on uh, uh, solar panels, the electricity's run through it the whole time. So, the only time they can connect the thing is when they're on the dark side of the earth and everything. So,
1: everything. All right, every hold on. Minutes, I heard Seth Joyner was upset with the insulation <laughs> post <post-game. laughs> <laughs> did Did Joyner say bit, yeah. that he
2: felt they should have tightened the nuts further? Oh my God! <laughs> God, the uh, one-liners. No,
9: I got oh. it was
2: done with them. You know, I love you, Cliff. <laughs> yes, this sounds boring to me. The nine hours of install. Uh, if I were installing them myself, I would have lost interest within 10 minutes. No, I mean, it,
8: it, it, I see you wearing, wearing the suit, and, the, and every 45 minutes, wow. the sun either comes up, or come down. By the way, there is commercial companies that want to uh, market this uh, yeah. kind of thing, like the blinds you come have on, there.
2: I honestly would rather stare at Uranus. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Join
1: the
9: club.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Clifford. Absolutely. Ava Graham, who's on the hot seat today?
4: Well, Angelo, you had an issue with these fellas earlier. Today, ESPN is on the hot seat. Brought to you by Xfinity, the fastest internet in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Lounge.
2: The Philadelphia Eagles are eleven and one after the first twelve mm-hmm. games, which is a better record than any other team in the NFL. And that is not a fact that anyone can argue because it is simply a fact. Eleven and one is a fact.
4: Sorry, Angelo. Facts mean nothing to ESPN's
2: analytics department. Do you work with NBC. Do they have an analytics department? No. Where do they hide these nerds? I don't know.
6: I mean I we, But we, I'm not we, surprised uh, with ESPN.
2: You're not surprised. No, because well, it's I, not interesting.
4: I'm pretty sure ESPN's reporting this just to get under the skin of Eagles fans.
2: The, there's no chance they're 50-50 to go to the Super. Bowl. They said it's uh, it's numbers. It's not even a, a debate. They did the numbers. It's 50-50. Well, look, whatever numbers they're using are faulty numbers. And I'm angry. I know
0: I know what the Eagles been putting on tape. I know what I see with my own eyes. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win
5: the whole damn thing. ESPNBS. ESPN.
2: Bleep you. We'll see you in February. All right, you jackasses. And you think we won't remember? I'll remember. The former worldwide leader in sports, now an afterthought in the minds of most sports fans. No one Honestly, I'm more mad now. I'm more mad now. Yeah. What is that about? I watch the freaking games. We have the best team. Now The the...
4: Cowboys? No. Yep. 50-50 to get to the Super Bowl and 31% chance they will win the Super Bowl is what the actual quote was.
2: Jonesy, I have a question for you. Yes. The the last time I looked, the Phillies had an 18-member analytics department. Yes. All these other teams, analytics departments, right? Jeff Lurie's son, head of analytics for the Eagles, right? At some point, are they going to run out of these nerds?
7: Yeah. They will. They'll they just will use a computer. Be, They'll use a computer. I, mean, I uh, mean, that's where they're taking the
4: numbers from. It's not like they're doing the math.
2: Has enrollment gone up at MIT yeah. to cover well, all not these not extra MIT, jobs? Ang,
4: they're having them at, at colleges all across the country. Yeah. 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 Analytics.
2: But, yes. And this is now a new career? Yeah, it's yes. not
4: just in sports. It's in everything. But it's stupid. It's it's not stupid. It it should be a component. It shouldn't be the only thing.
2: There's no component where the Cowboys have a 50% chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's true. Do I look (laughs) stupid to you? Yes. Yes. Do you want a second opinion?
9: (laughs) Yes. You still do.
2: I was hoping for you're ugly, too. It's <laughs> what I normally get. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, works. the great Big Rube. Hi, Big Rube. How, Big Rube, do you like analytics?
9: Hell no.
2: Do you use them in, in, in cooking
9: food? No, no. Everything that's I, I was taught from my grandmother and my father to take. Like, you know, just in the... Uh, Great creator, you know. What I mean, you do things to taste a little bit of this and some of that. Hundred percent, bro, yeah. bro.
2: I don't like it. I don't like to be disrespected. You got to admit, even though you're a Steelers fan, the Eagles have a pretty awesome team this year.
9: Yeah, well, I like I told on um, Joe. I said I'm make a public testimony that y'all the real deal, you know. And I say that to say is, you know, in 32 years, this is the first year the Steelers been terrible. And I haven't had to, you know, worry about the, you know, I'm a, I'm a silly guy and all that, but the, my Steelers is always on top of their game. But y'all are the real deal. It ain't like, you know, okay, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. But 11-1 and one and how y'all crushed the Titans this past Sunday, like, you know, y'all the real deal. So, and the whole thing that you've been talking about all morning Brandon Graham with the uh, National Press and Kenny stole my thunder because... That's, that's real. They know they're going to get y'all riled up, and um, they are so-called America's team, and they know people is going to uh, just jump on that bandwagon of, okay, the Cowboys, and they're the marketing angle, So, but y'all the real deal.
2: Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I, my sources tell me that Jerry Jones has asked for Christmas an eighth facelift. So maybe he will get that, and he'll feel better that way. Because when he gets his ass kicked on Christmas Eve, he's gonna have all of his cheeks are gonna fr- they're gonna fall down under his chin. I hate that man. <laughs> all right, big room, chicken time. Where am I getting it?
9: Oh man, well you know I, I close on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You know, chill right. out from all that chicken. But you know they can come back and holler at me Thursday have Big Rube's Kitchen at Pitcher's Pub on Main Street and Mania,
2: you know? Holla. All right, I got to go. Let's go down to San Diego where it's 633 and get a report on what's happening with our baseball guy from MLB.com, Todd Zalecki. Hi, Todd.
0: Hey, Angel. How are you?
2: Set the scene. What's it like in, in uh, San Diego right now?
0: It's not as warm as I
5: thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's a little. It's a. You gotta wear like a, a a jacket. It's jacket weather out here. I'm not used to this. I thought it was gonna be warm. I kind of under
2: kind of underpacked. Well, why don't you just <laughs> stay in the hotel and report all the signings and all the trades that's, that the Phillies make this week? That's pretty much what I do anyway. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be in the lobby. I'll be in the lobby most of the day. All right, Trey Turner, what'd you think of that move?
0: I thought it was a great move for the Phillies. I, you know, I I, I give the Phillies credit. Um, they. Coming off the World Series, they could have said, "You know what? Let's try to run it back. Let's try to mix and match a couple, find a couple guys here and there, a couple number three starters. Let's let's find an okay shortstop." But no, they said, "Let's strike while the iron is hot." We fell two wins short of the World Series. Let's go out and get one of the game's best players over the past four or five years, and Trey Turner, and they did, and they and they gave him a huge deal. So you know, again, I'll give them credit. they they're going for it here. They're, it's just kind of like what they did in you know, 2009, 10, and 11 when they went out and got Halliday and Lee and Oswald and Pence. You know, that, that, that's good to see.
2: All right, Todd, I'm curious. I'm seeing some of Bryce Harper's fingerprints on this 11-year $300 million. It's, not, it's similar to his in that there's no escape. You know, it's a locked-in deal. Do you think Bryce had something to do with this?
0: I, you know, I don't know if he had something to do with the no trade clause, but I think that blueprint of the of the Harper deal is, you know, probably important for the Phillies. You know, spreading out the average annual value of the contract I think is a big deal because it then allows, gives you financial flexibility to go out and sign other players without blowing past the luxury tax too much, you know. Because when you think about it, I think, I think Harper's average annual value is like right around twenty four, twenty five million. Which, you think about it, it's kind of a steal that you know him at that at that dollar value. And I think the same can be said for Trey Turner.
2: It's a good thing. All right, now what's next? What are we seeing? What are we hearing?
0: I think they're going to go after. Well, they need a starting pitcher and they need some bullpen help. And I think they're going to go after that second tier of starting pitcher. You know, Chris Bassett is in that group, but he got a qualifying offer, so I don't know if they're going to go get that him. Jamison Tyon is is somebody that has been mentioned a lot here, connected with the Phillies. They've liked him in the past. So that next tier, a guy that can make 30 starts, give you 160, 180 innings to kind of replace the combined efforts of Syndergaard, Zach Eflin, Kyle Gibson, maybe a step up from those guys is what they want because we know you're going to have Wheeler, Nola, Ranger Suarez. That number five spot is going to go to one of those young guys or a combination of and Falter. Uh, Andrew Painter, I think, is going to get a real good look, and, and Christopher Sanchez. So that's that one starter job and then a couple relievers to kind of offset the losses that they have in free agency. All
2: right, one more, Todd. We would like them to trade Reese Hoskins. What are the chances? I think there's probably
0: no chance that that is going oh. to happen. I think I think Reese chance Reese is going to come back uh, this season. Now, Dave Dombrowski, we asked him. Now, listen, they get a good offer for Reese, you know, for anybody, and, and they will listen. But Dave Dombrowski did say yesterday he did not comment specifically on Turner. We asked him, "Are you done with in the position player market?" He says, "Yes, we consider ourselves finished on the position player side of things. We're going to focus on starting pitching." So for that reason, I think Reese will be back. And he'll probably look better in that lineup if he's hitting fifth or sixth. All
2: right. Does sound a bit regrettable because we were told by Ben Davis that they might get <laughs> Gene Segura for third, and then they would move Bohm to first and unload Hoskins. And you're saying there doesn't seem to be any credence to that.
0: Well, I, let, me, let me put this again. Like, so, so Dave did say this. We're always going to listen, we're always going to look into it. But he sounded, he really did sound yesterday. Like they are okay with, and I did talk to somebody else last week about Reese Hoskins and it, the defense. Of course, came up. You know, the defense hurts us at times, but they said, "Boy, that offensive production looks really good in this lineup." So, sure, they could they could try to bring Gene back. I don't know if he would play third, but I, I would I would right now I would put money on, on Reese Hoskins coming back and being first playing first base for the Phillies.
2: All right, listen, if you see Dombrowski, would you tell him to call Ben Davis? <laughs> I'll
0: let him know. I'll let him know.
2: Todd, great <laughs> stuff as always, man. Thank you. If anything yeah. else happens,
1: let us know. I will, absolutely. Th- Thanks, guys. Todd. All right, 9.43 is your time. You probably know I
2: answer every email every day at radioman610 at gmail.com. It is very rare, Jonesy, that I get a reaction I got yesterday by a woman named Debbie. Okay. Debbie wrote a song and performed it on the show, and people, my emailers went wild. Yes. I believe she is back here right now. I got to get around. Hi, Debbie.
9: Hi, how are you? Good morning.
2: Are, are you the one that sang yesterday?
9: No, that wasn't me. Oh,
2: that's a different Debbie. All right, do you yeah. sing at all?
9: <laughs> no,
2: because I was—I no. was all had my ears all ready for another song, but you're not the singer.
9: No. All no. right, Debbie. Excited what did
2: me. what did you want to say about the Eagles?
9: Well, I'm excited that they're eleven and one. Although my friends from North Jersey said it'll be eleven two, but I disagree. Because are playing the
2: Giants next week. Hold on. All... Time out. Yeah. You're an Eagles fan and your son's a Giants fan?
9: No, I said friends. Friends, friends oh, in North, Jersey. Oh,
2: North friends. Jersey. See, my son is a Giants fan, and it's a big problem in my family. All right? Yeah. This friend, yeah. is there other things about the friend that you like? Yes,
4: yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. Like what? Oh, Give yeah. me an example of something good about a Giants fan.
4: Oh, no, I just like them as a person.
2: And plus, my father's a Giants fan, so. There you go. All right, see, this is the problem. I am, Debbie, I'm all but down on my knees begging my son to make my grandson's Eagles fans. 'Cause wow. the Eagles are not just good now. They're gonna be good for a long time. How's that going? Why did it's going awful. <laughs> they won't listen to me, you Debbie. You made
4: your kid a Giants fan. It's I your didn't fault.
2: it was before I moved here. I was in a bad state. I was in well, I was in Rhode Island. There's exactly. no worse state than that. Oh my God. Ah, oh, Debbie, give me a funny woman. How about Eleanor Kerrigan? I love oh, Eleanor. Eleanor's Kerrigan. great. Eleanor Kerrigan is great. Speaking of awesome women, Babe Ruth's on the line. Hi, Ruthie. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are you, sweetie?
4: I am great, Ange. Uh, one week later, I am no longer negative, and uh, oh, and- oh,
2: oh! Tell me, my wife is still positive, but she has no symptoms. <laughs>
4: Oh, no, 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 no. Well, she's shit. not negative about the
2: Eagles. Oh, oh the I thought Eagles. you oh, had COVID. <laughs> I did, too. Oh, my God. Didn't you I, think I thought so the too? same thing, yeah. Because I don't know when I can hug her again, Ruth. I would like to hug my wife. Oh, she's going to be positive <laughs> for a long, long <laughs> time. Take a year off, <laughs> Long-term no, COVID. No, really. It's, uh, Ruth, I haven't been near this woman in 12 days.
1: Mm. She's never been 12, happier.
2: 12 days? <laughs> 12 days since she got her first sniffle.
4: Does she have that COVID test that's
2: always positive? You know, I'm wondering, And, you know, she's not showing me the test. She just says, no, I'm still positive. I can't can't get near the woman. (laughs) Oh, Ange. All Ruth, who's a funny woman?
4: Kate McKinnon, it's I love that. You
2: watched that on live for the last ten years. Kate McKinnon, put it down. Uh, stay right there with. Again, did I? Uh, I was saying this before. A lot of female stand-up comedians are gay. It's just a fascinating little nugget. Thanks for circling nugget.
4: that back around. I it's thought a, we
2: were done. It's a nugget. It's just a fun little nugget. John's on the line from Center City. Hi, Johnny.
9: Hey,
2: Good morning, everybody. How we doing today? We're great, John. How are you doing?
9: I'm doing great. I'm a little disappointed with this story from ESPN, and that just goes to really show that analytics can be spun any way you need them to be spun. Is you know, You're putting the information into the computer, so you're really kind of getting what comes out of it. And the fact that they have Dallas ranked number one is really an absolute disgrace to
2: our Eagles team. It is, and there's no numbers. What numbers are you sticking in a computer that come out 50% that you're going to the Super Bowl? Where's that number? I never heard of that in my life.
9: No, it's ridiculous the way they can spin. I mean, you can spin numbers any way you want to spend them. And I think that, you know, your audience and you know, some of your experts are right. I think this is really, you know, for ratings because ESPN's ratings has been low. So I think they're trying to generate something. And Philly's a big market as far as reacting to negative things about the Eagles. So I kind of do believe that this may be the reason why.
2: Well, I want people to be clear on my stance. My stance is this. ESPN, dead to me. Dead to me. I will not put it on, John, for the foreseeable future. Certainly in the time that I'm still here on WIP, I will never put it on. I will never again promote the name of the worldwide leader of sports. Well, that's a lie. Because they stink, <laughs> all right? They stink. They ruin all their games anywhere, all this garbage they throw at you. Screw you, ESPN. We'll see you in February, losers. Ah! John, give me a woman. I need a woman. Amy <laughs> Schumer. Amy Schumer oh, is go. a good one. That's a good one. All right, let me get T.R. up next. Hi, T.I., you got a woman. Uh, How about Joan Rivers? Joan Rivers is a classic. Ron, do you have a woman?
9: <laughs> Anna Gascar.
2: Anna Gascar. Put it down at Saturday Night Live. Very talented. Dave, I need a woman.
10: Another SNL alum, The one and only Gilda Radner.
2: Gilda, Gilda Radner. Radner. Gilda Radner. Great. Uh, late, great Gilda. Mitch, I need, a, I need a woman.
10: Sorry to hear that, Anthony, but the woman would be
2: uh, Phyllis Diller. All right, can I ask you a question, Mitch? Thanks, Anthony. I've been here 33 years. How many <laughs> years will it take before you know my actual name? I'm just uh, wondering. 33 was not he, sufficient. He goes by the cuz. <laughs> Oh my God! That's a different answer. Uh, Harris, oh it is? Harris, do you have a woman? Oh my God! Harris, are you there? <laughs> Harris is not there. I have one last caller. Will of God. Hi, Will. <laughs>
10: Oh, Angelo. Give Don't me a woman. Nothing. I need a woman. All right, for first, my first birthday was Sunday, and the woman is Whoopi Goldberg. And, yo, man, I got something to say, man. All right, One go of- ahead, Will. If Marissa, right, from Japan did my eagle shot, I wouldn't know how it would sound. And the other question is, man, I listened to that boy right there next to you, man, doing his announcements with the Flyers game. He sounds really good.
2: All right, hold on. This seems like a tribute you're giving to our own Keith Jones. Is that right, Will? Yes. All right, I was not aware that you were watching his work, <laughs> uh, and you're saying you think he's a skilled broadcaster? Oh,
10: man, listen, one thing you understand, I'm a DJ also. And voices huh? have high command. And he, he has a natural, smooth voice, and he hard. But if I listened to him for the first time ever. The Sixes game was playing, and the Fires game was playing, I think, a week or two ago. All right. And I was listening to how they you know, they worked out and everything. His voice laughs because it's like you want to hear it. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm going get back in the kitchen. I'm going to go hear what you're going to say. It's like one of those things. i tell you it. something,
2: Will. Will, this is you, a great broadcaster in your own right, and Jonesy, a great broadcaster. The, the respect is mutual. The respect is mutual. Will, that's a beautiful thing. Stay on hold. I love it. While Ava ponders all of these nominees today, let us ponder for a moment. Howie Roseman on Jeopardy. What would that genius sound like? This is Jeopardy! Welcome our host, Andy Reid.
7: Let's meet our contestants. First, a failed NFL coach and a reluctant party attendee, Chip Kelly. Yep, yep, yep. Let's keep it moving. Next, a former bean counter and electric football aficionado, Joe Banner.
0: Hi, Andy. Hope your players are staying out of jail.
7: (laughs) And finally, the genius GM of the Eagles, Howie Roseman. What's up, Big Red? All right, injuries. I mean, categories. From sweat socks to the Super Bowl, things found in the closet, edible audibles, unattended Christmas parties, Batman and Ratman, and finally, Secret Wives. Contestants are reminded to answer in the form of a sandwich. Howie has control of the board. I'll take draft day fleecing for 500. This GM unloaded a red-headed malcontent for top 10 pick Devontae Smith. Uh, me. We got skinny Batman for Wentz. Howie's correct. This GM swindled Tennessee into giving up their pro Bowl whiteout. Uh, me again. That's swole Batman. Yep, yep. You see this finger? It's not the bat signal, so. Your next clue in Edible Audibles. Name this fast food restaurant's jingle. Two all-beef patties or a Three special sauce, lettuce, cheeses, wheat cheese blend, pickles, mm, onions. Ugh, ran out of time. That's on me. I'll take full responsibility. Joe Banner.
0: Hey, India, uh, where do we pick up our check for this? We are getting paid, right?
7: Chip Kelly, your turn. I'll take secret wives for hundreds of... Hey, Chip, I saw your wife. I would have kept it a secret, too. (gasps) Shut up, Howie. I'll stick you back in the broom closet. And I'll show you where you can stick that broom.
0: Give it to him, Howie.
7: (laughs) Chip, how come you never got married again? Because
0: that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing, expecting different results.
7: Yep, yep, that's my jam. Turn that final Jeopardy music up real loud. Let's go. Chip loves the hurry up. Is that why you didn't say the NFL too long? Why don't you go scout another fireman? I'll kick your ass. Hey, hey, 100%, man. Come here you little pipsqueak. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, 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 hey! Turn the music off. It's over. Final Jeopardy's canceled. We're out of time.
2: I mismanaged the clock. Get back on the other
7: side of the building. It's okay, Donovan said it can end in a tie. <laughs>
2: See Joe Conklin with the City Rhythm Orchestra at the Broadway Theater in Pittman on February 25th. For tickets to Joe's shows, go to joecochran.com. All right, Ava, are you ready with our four winners today? You got the list, Johnson. I do. So we have
1: four prizes. Number four will win a pair of three-day general admission passes to the Tidal Wave Music Festival August the 11th through the 13th on the beach in Atlantic City. TidalWaveFest.com. Betty White. Betty White. Number three will win a $50 Visa gift card. Tina Fey. Number two will win a Phillies Bryce Harper jersey, courtesy of the New Era Phillies team store at Citizens Bank Park. Wanda Sykes. Oh, who's going to win? Number one will win a Jalen Hurts black jersey. Purchase yours at any of the Eagles pro shops.
4: Hands down, the funniest woman I have ever seen perform live, Joan Rivers.
1: Joan
2: Rivers gets the Jalen Hurts black jersey. Very hard to find right now. It's... Time not to over.
4: Uh, line of the day is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Now, there were many to choose from, but this is a classic and I enjoy it.
2: There's no component where the Cowboys have a 50% chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's true. Do I <laughs> look stupid to you? Yes.
7: yes. Do you want a second opinion? <laughs> yes. You still do. <laughs>
4: Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Over 85 vehicles available during Armin Chevrolet's red tag year end event. Visit Chevy.com, Find your roads to Armin Chevrolet. Closer than you think. Should the Sixers fire Doc Rivers? 92% say yes. Oh my
2: well done. God, well done. 92% Johnson, you talked them into it.